Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, as always, any advice contained in today's presentation is general only. It doesn't take into consideration your personal circumstances. You need to decide for yourself whether it's appropriate for you and past returns are not an accurate indicator of future returns. Here we go. XJO. Uh, Ivan will be on. <clears throat> He's just uh, running a, a, a couple of minutes uh, late. Um, and thank you for everyone getting on, on, on today. So just a quick look at the market. Um, it's grinding sideways. Uh, at the moment, I kind of stick with the message, which is, you know, you've got to trade what you see. If you're trading the XJO, which is what I like to trade, it's going sideways. That's a trend. And um, I think um, you know volatility still at a at a level where you know there's you know good good decent premium can be written um, on uh, bull calls, sorry, bull puts, spec calls, um, and um, you know so you know from from that perspective I think um, it's those trades are still there. I'm just going to be looking at them and continuing to be looking at them while we're going through the current sideways move. Yes, at some point in time that will stop. I just don't know what that point is, and until I see that, I'm just not going to um, I'm not going to change it, change my tact. Um, so yeah, that's where we're sitting, and we, we'll go and have a look at that. I think a, a few people have been doing iron condors through this period. I hope they've been going well for you. Um, but I'm not sure what it, what anyone else is seeing in terms of news flow and the like. Um, you know, uh, the reporting season is 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 kicking into swing, so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next week. Um, but for now, I'm just staying on the same tune, um, and uh, I, you know, at some point in time that will change. Uh, I think as a, as a lot of the people we've been hearing from. Uh, traders that we've been talking to that are options traders on, on the weekly sessions have been saying similar things. Um, you know, it's a, you, there's trades out there. You maybe don't want to spend as much time in the market as you historically would have, uh, but the trades are there. Now, let me have a look to see whether we've got uh, Mr. Ivan on. Let me have a look. Ivan appears to be there, but he's on mute. Um, so he must be just getting himself sorted out. As far as everyone else goes... Is there anything, I mean, at the moment, what, what's it? There's not a heap for me to look at um, uh, from a trades perspective. Ivan, I don't know. Are you seeing anything different? Uh, uh, to, compared to last week? Yeah, no, so the oh. uh, question is, are you saying compared to last week? Uh, if that's the case, not, not really. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I still maintain the view that I had uh, last week instead of the week before, I think that the market is, is topish. I think there's some serious um, uh, fundamental concerns in the market, and I think that uh, you know, if you're looking at anything, uh, I still think that you you continue waiting for, for uh, pop-ups and, and look for uh, you know, selling around that 5550, 5600 strikes, um, mm -hmm. maybe 5500 if you're if you're sort of feeling a little bit more more bullish. Just I think that. You know there is the risk of that sort of popping through, uh, but you know again we've we've done the fifty five hundred. The only thing that's a little bit different about now is that we've traded higher than the the fifty day moving average, which is one that I thought was quite interesting before, but there was no volume behind it. I, I'm actually seeing some big volumes coming through um, through our broker, which is interesting. It typically means that um, retail volumes are picking up a little bit. Um, 
which is never a good sign. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think um, I, th- I think overall, I my view is that still, I think that fifty five hundred level is 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 key, and maybe just sort of fifty points um, gap and, and continuing. So really, exactly the same levels that we were talking about throughout the entire of April. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to trade it, fair calls for you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, the, this, the other side is potentially looking, potentially looking at a, um, at a back spread, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the only reason for that is I just, I think, I think that the risk of it dropping significantly is higher than it going up. The problem with the back spread is that ultimately very similar to, to the past. If it's the market stays you know, to, 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 to other strategies, if it's staying in these levels, then, um, you know, then you, you, need, you, need, you need the market to move a lot ultimately for, to, to make a lot of money on it. But if you're really, really wrong, then, then you'll be okay as well. But um, the... The only thing you don't want is sideways market, and, and you just don't know how long the market's going to be sideways for, um, and that's that's a risk with with a back spread. But yeah, I think back spread or a, or a bear call potentially, maybe even both, but um, just slightly different timing. So you know, maybe maybe sort of a June, um, July even back spread, depending on the on the pricing, would be something I'd be looking at, um, and then um, uh, shorter term, even uh, even potentially weeklies. If you can get okay pricing around about fifty five fifty. Okay, Sean. G'day Sean. Uh what do we got here? R H oh, I didn't even have that in my Ramsey. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> I I just that stock every trade I've had with Ramsey's been painful. <laughs> Uh, looks like it. Okay, so um, where are we on volatility? There we are. Okay. Um, I think it will, we may as well just go and price it up. Um, so Ramsey Iron Condor, Sean. Let's put it in. The last time I ever traded Ramsey was an Iron Condor. 35 days. Should be about right. Risk reward isn't bad. Hey, the risk reward isn't too bad. No, that's all right, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, let's go and have a look at it in the matrix. By the way, you are looking at XJI. But <laughs> other than that, other than that, everything's perfect. We should do it on <laughs> on the on the XJI. Uh, let's go to Ramsey. All right. I think again, you know, just going going back to what I was saying before, I think that you know, an iron condor makes a lot of sense. Generally speaking, I think the thing that just scares me is that downside risk. I think that the market's just the risk reward yeah. is um, is all right there as well. So yeah, fifty six sixty seven. Right. So. Yeah. One thing that I one thing that I find interesting, and this is actually worth observing, but um, in some situations, and especially now, um, so when you put on a, uh, an iron condor and you build it from the options cookbook, what you would typically see as your little check is you look at the delta 
and you want the delta to be roughly around about 30 for both legs, the sold legs. And it's interesting, like if you look at the XJO, for example, that was pretty much bang on, minus 0.3, positive 0.3 for the put and call respectively. And it's interesting here, there's actually a little bit of a skew to the upside, which is interesting. So um, partially because that's where the, the price is, but also um, it'll be coming from the underlying volatility. So interestingly enough, you see the volatility is skewed towards the put side, which means you're getting a little bit more out of it. But uh, it, it, yeah, interesting. You know, I think that that's, um, if you sort of use Delta as a way of gauging probability of expiring in the money, which is not technically mathematically correct, but it is nonetheless a good way of, of looking at it. Um, it's saying that there's a point, you know, 27.5% chance of that put being in the money uh, on the 25th of June and 34% chance that that call is going to be in the money, roughly, uh, because it's just delta. Um, and and um, at sort of at, the, at those strikes, that'll turn to be roughly the, the, the levels. But anyway, I thought that it's interesting that um, there is a bit of a skew in there, um, which probably, yeah, I don't know whether that means anything to be fair, but if you want to align yourself with the market, you may want to adjust the strikes just a little bit, um, just just to just to get it back to that thirty delta. There's a little bit of uh, a bit of wisdom that uh, I think we haven't really spoken much about. Yeah, studies ADX. So Sean was pointing out that um, the ADX is very low on uh, Ramsey. Back back on our back testing, Ivan. Down at 11? Yep. Yeah, I think below 10 was, was sort of the level. But, yeah, um, it's interesting. Uh, I think the, the thing that I, again, you know, I just, just be a little bit cautious of with, with ADX just right now is because of the abnormal moves occurring, um, it, you know, in high volume moves typically around about March, um, it's got a tendency to skew the um, – because uh, if you think about how ADX is built, and there is a video on it, but mathematically it's just a set of smoothing moving averages. Um, and so um, your moving averages are sort of out of whack. So it's saying that relative to sort of a, a weighted average of, of over the past couple of months, you know, it, it's trendless, which is true, but that may be a little bit – um, incorrect in light of uh, in light of what's happened. All right, do you just want to talk through um, ratio call back spread? Sure. Uh, so you, you chuck on a back spread um, when you're expecting. Um, you're effectively. It, it, it's a bit of a modification on. Um, uh, you know, going long a put on a call really. Um, and so the, the setup of it is uh, you're doing two calls, uh, you know, which are out of the money, and then you're um, selling a call in the money so that get the time decay is new, net neutral. And the basis of that is, is that your break-evens are going to be worse uh, more often than not. But um, you protect yourself if you're completely wrong. So obviously if you buy a put option um, and you expect the market to go down, then you'll end up uh, you'll end up a getting time decay, which is your downside. But also, if it goes against you, you definitely won't bank back your your 
brokerage ultimately. Whereas with a back spread, you sort of get the best of both worlds. Um, so instead of using puts, you use a call. You have the you know you're selling the call there to to um, help you with the time decay. Um, and if it really goes against you, um, uh, sorry, in, in this case, sorry, I'm talking about a, a putback spread. I think some of our writing in there isn't correct. But anyway, um, if, you, if you're doing um, a, a putback spread, then you're expecting the market to completely come off. Um, and uh, uh, then what you do is, is you're, um, uh, but you're protected sort of against that. So I think that uh, what, what I was talking about the XJO is be interesting if you can price it up for the XJO with the, the ratio putback spread. Um, distracted by my own computer not working. I ordered a um, uh, like a new laptop from Telstra and never ever ever should I will do that ever again. It was like okay. it was. I did. Um, did you get yeah, the I, I, yeah, I got you know like the Surface Pro X, like the tablet, um, which doesn't run most programs, but since I'm sort of constantly on the move. Uh, anyway, it's just, it's it's like three months, I still haven't got it. Um, I don't know, they just, if I could, if I had, if I had enough money to destroy Telstra, I would, and then we'd have no telecommunications, probably would be. Um, well, anyway. Dave, Dave got the new service the other day, and it looks awesome. Um, all right, yeah. so let's, let's go. So, back spreads, you want to do a put? Ratio put back spread, yeah? Yeah, 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 correct. Um, time to expiry, Ivan? 63 or 35? Uh, I'd be interested to compare them both. Ah, you got 35. But probably 35 or longer, I would say. What I'd probably be looking to do is to change those strikes a bit. Um, interesting, actually, I probably should look at the way that those get created. But, yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit far. Yeah, what about if we go further in time? Mm. So, I, I mean, okay. yeah, it's pretty much, it pretty much needs it to, to drop, so I think, that, yeah, those strikes need to come in. They're too... Um, the 50... Yeah, I'd say that that... Too deep in the money. Uh, yeah, try and... Yeah, try and increase that one a little bit. I like the max profit versus max loss on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Let the index go to zero. Yeah, I mean, that's so it practically with that, it, yeah. So well, we'd have to change it to 5375, so it's, but it's starting to get a bit too hard. Yeah. Yeah, maybe shift that 5375 to 5500. Yeah. You're still not getting anything back. So, yeah, that's – there you go. I think that uh, that falls away by default. <laughs> that, expensive, right? Um, yeah. That, that's your, that's your um, July. Mm. So you are going a bit of time there to do. I mean, so potentially, potentially – I mean, I guess what about if we, if we buy a 5,400 put or puts? I mean, at least it sort of picks up on that. I mean, this, is this thing, I mean, if I'm expecting to go to 5,100 um, or below, yeah. you know, then I'm sort of risking three grand, potentially making two, and if it doesn't move that fast enough, then, um, yeah, I, I think, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm off that. Sorry. Fair call. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair call. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. 
Uh, but someone was asking about that trade and for that person... Actually, sorry, sorry potentially, potentially, sorry, potentially a, a, actually a bear put just with the way our IV rank is. So actually not a bear call but a bear put. Um, that'll okay. actually allow you... That's just maybe just slightly... Because the thing is, if, I, if I'm going to get that, then I'm going to get an increase in volatility. So, um, yeah, I might actually change that around a little bit. All right, on your, on your bear put, 35 days? Yeah, start yeah, it'd be a long, longer term, yeah. Uh, if I was doing strike? a bear call, yeah, I, uh, I'd probably bring that in a bit um, on both sides. Um, bring it up? Although, having said that, so just, just if you, even if you go back to that, I mean, what do we got? We got a 5,400. So, so the break-even is, is that the market just needs to be, uh, needs to be here for 40 points, no more than 40 points higher. And the risk reward is uh, more than one to one, so that I actually quite like that trade. As it is, gives you lots of room. Um, that actually doesn't look too bad. So yeah. now if you get a two one drop, you're effectively yeah. getting you know half half profit straight away. So that's good. I would do that um, that trade if the market was a hundred points higher. Yeah, that's fair. So that's I fair. like that. If the, so if the market goes hundred points up, I'll put that trade on, so I'll set myself an alert. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think that that's probably. Um, other than that, you know what? Can you go into the strategy builder um, and just? Uh, okay, what would you like, Ivan? Straight up, cookbook? No, no, that's strategy builder. Uh, sorry, stock screener. What am I? What am I talking about? Uh, and can you just sort by IV rank? I haven't had a chance to look at this. I'm just going to use you to uh, <laughs> to do this. Uh, good old Maya. Uh, and another one just to see what's what's, what's high and IV rank. So Harvey Norman. A2 Milk, that's been an interesting one. Uh, I wonder, did, does anyone know, actually, what happened to Coltex? Did that end up pulling through, that uh, takeover? Be interested to, um, I didn't really hear. Um, maybe, um, but yeah, A2 Milk. Have a look at that one. Maybe there's um, there's a trade in there, forty nine percent vol. That's interesting. That that might be that might be worth an iron condor. Yeah. All right. What's it What's it done in ninety days? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just going for a chart. Uh, what normal people do. Um. <laughs> so look look at that. that that's interesting so that's 17 19 strikes potentially that you think that there'd be a good chance of that holding in there now yeah that's not a bad one and IV ranks pretty high so um change the change it xjo again it's my life so they only trade only trade xjo so i don't really change that. Um, yeah, yeah. so options cookbook i'll go with that excuse anyway all right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Actually, I don't think I've actually ever seen you put on a trade other than uh, other than next year and in the last couple of months. Correct. Um, so last couple of years. Um, last couple of years, right? Yeah. Um, uh, all right. There you go. So it's actually half a standard deviation is pricing the break even fifteen eighty twenty. 
So it actually gives you, even if it has a fake out, you've still got more room. So I like that. I actually probably would bring in the strikes. Um, do it, you know, do it around about, take that 1950 down to 19 and take that um, uh, then 16, uh, 50 up to 17. And then probably do the back strikes, take that to 16 and, and the uh, one down to 20. Sweet. Look at that. Two to one risk reward. Um, 1639, 1960 break even. The all time high is 1923. So it's going to break that out. Um, or go fall below 17, which has been resistance, which has been uh, resistance twice. It sort of did a bit of a double top there before breaking up. I like that. Not bad. It's not many. Uh, not Places it can get two to one trade. Now, having said that, theoretically, um, being a stock with limited liquidity, you might have to pay up a little bit, um, but you'll still get more than one to one reward. Don't mind that either. Beautiful. Okay, Ingrid has asked, do you recommend repairing iron condors if they move against you uh, early on? Uh, hang on. Ingrid, I'll, just... I'll let Ivan have a talk to that in a sec, but. Ingrid, the first thing I would say, it depends on your approach to trading iron condors as to whether or not you would use repairs. Um, look, we, we kind of look at it, if you're trading iron condors, um, we like to trade them pretty actively. Uh, so if I've got three trades on, um, I expect that I'll be right, say, or if I've got 10 on, I expect that I'll be right sort of six to seven times. Uh, with very favourable, um, uh, you know, returns, um, max profits uh, versus a loss ratio, I can make good money out of it. If I try and repair all the time, it can get expensive and it can change the, the nature of how I'm trading an iron condor. So it really does depend on a view and also how you're trading it. Ivan? Yeah, I agree. It, it, it all comes down to your trading strategy system and you know whether, whether you see an edge I've seen good traders adjust like we had Nathan Germain on he does a lot of that um, he rolls into his effectively iron condors he just sells spreads um, uh, expecting that the counter trend won't happen and then when things go really bad he starts he does start rolling them uh, I've seen people get away with that and do really well um, I've seen people do really badly with that um, so, you know, and I've, been, I've actually experienced professional traders um, or professional advisors, I should say, not traders. Um, I've, I've seen them have massive washouts in the back of that. So my general feedback would be if you've got it wrong, unless you feel like, like you know, before you roll, think about it this way. Close down the position and just reassess it and just would you want to be in that position again because it's very likely that you've just been, you know, the market, you expected the market would be um, uh, sideways and then suddenly uh, something fundamentally has changed which is taking you through the, the levels that you expected. Um, yeah. You know, you might be better off waiting a month before entering that, that iron condor again when the, 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 the conditions have reaffirmed themselves. And on the odd occasion, you'll be kicking yourself that you didn't roll and all that kind of stuff. But think about it this so way. Your initial trade, you lost anyway. So yeah. your initial view was wrong. Um, and that's, you know, one of the things we talk a lot about is 
you know, why, why we were sort of um, so motivated to um, create a, an alternative offering that, that, that drops the rates on, on, on brokerages so that you can go in and put on a lot more iron condors if that's your trading strategy and just be a lot more diversified and pick different sectors um, and just play the law of averages. Hey, the, um, the, the, the thing is, um, if you're going to roll, Ingrid, um, you're better off rolling early than you are late most of the time. Like if you're deep in the money and the delta's fully kicked in, um, then rolling is going to be very tough. If that's in your strategy to do it, um, yeah, uh, you know, doing it late in a play can be very expensive. Correct. The time decay starts making it more and more expensive every day. Mm. But once it gets into the money, then you know, once you get that, you know, the delta stuck and so forth, it gets expensive. Mm. Correct. All right. So, um, Mark, I, I believe sounds working for everyone else, Mark, and you won't be able to hear me say that if. Um, Sounds not working for you. <laughs> I don't know why I said it, but anyway, there you go. <laughs> Is there any other questions, anything else to discuss? Look, I mean, we, look, the, um, we, I, I, I think I, I'm sort of just mindful of now talking about um, just general stuff. Um, this is what the market's doing. Um, Vols too high for me to think about things like straddles. Iron condors, I think, are there. Bear calls, full puts. Um, I think that interesting that um, bear put Ivan showed before might be another way of approaching it. Um, I don't mind that. Um, there will be more upside on that trade. I assume I have to look at the payoff on it actually uh, than I might get from a bear call. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, if you think that you know, you know, we, we've we've gone through periods of consolidation. So if we look at you know how long it consolidated up this level. Um, when did we hear coronavirus was here? Um, it, you know, it was being spoken about, but, it, you know, to a ridiculous extent um, before it fell off. So it doesn't mean logic is going to prevail pre the next move, right? It's not going to go, Correct. oh, this is worse, let's slowly go down. No, it'll be one day everyone goes, holy hell. And um, and then we'll see capitulation again. But I, if, if if capitulation is what we see, um, I'm just that's you know, that's the point I was going to make. Like you know, because we're all expecting this to happen, so yeah, almost go on and say, yeah, okay. well, or or, or or you know, it'll it'll set you up in such a false sense of security that uh, you know everyone will go, oh yeah, you know that's cool, and then what's, yeah. what's your quote about uh, liquidity and logic? From that What's trader? my quote from from yeah. Keynes, the economist? Yeah. yeah, markets can stay uh, irrational much longer than you can stay solvent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that probably sums up where we're at at the moment pretty well. So if it's uh, not if it's not rational, um, it doesn't mean it's not going to continue for some time. I I am uh, if you ask me what I think the trend is at the moment, it's sideways, and I, and, and I just think trade it while it's there because it could be here for a long time, and at some point in time it will move. Uh, and um, you know, so you, you'll have to adjust and and run with. But um, for our style of trading, that's where I'm at at the moment. All right, Ivan. Anything else you want to add? 
No, I think that's been uh, it's been good. Let's see what uh, for those let's see what happens. For those of you that um, uh, haven't been reading the AFR this week, Ivan was uh, in there on Monday <laughs> with a with a picture of him looking looking fresh. Um, the you're shaven. <laughs> um, uh, didn't recognise you, uh, but um, Ivan has bought a ASX participant and clearer, which is a big deal. There's not many of those around. Uh, uh, so trade for Ivan's company took over and open markets. Very interesting business. He's been in there for a while fixing it up and it's had some great results. Uh, I've watched him go through the process. Um, and, um, <laughs> it's amazing that you actually look so fresh in that photo given what you've just been through. But the, um, <laughs> That's because it was five years ago. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but, um, yeah, big deal. I guess we'll keep you updated on that. I mean, I think that's exciting and, and um, we'll be uh, big supporters of open markets uh, from Reach's side. Um, but I think it's a, it's, a, it's a necessary business and what Ivan and his team bring is technology, real tech, uh, to the table, which um, the industry needs uh, very much. As we brought it into uh, options trading, um, uh, with, through implied volatility, it, it now uh, through uh, equities um, is available in, uh, from Open Trader, and that will expand, no doubt. And also the services that he provides through his business to um, uh, third parties, businesses. How do you describe describe your clients, Ivan? What's the terminology for them? Third party. Uh, we've got a we've got a couple of different businesses, but yeah, I mean we've got wholesale trading, which is for AFSLs and fintechs to get connectivity into the market, um, and then we've got Open Trader, which is um, retail trading, um, and we're aiming to completely uh, change the uh, the dynamic there and, and underprice, um, to under undercut other competitors' prices, um, and uh, and try and get kind of I guess um, enhance some sort of what we've been doing with options, doing that with equities, and, and hopefully. Um, you know, once once sort of we we fix up the initial um, uh, and kick sort of the goals that we've, we've got to kick uh, at open markets, hopefully we'll be able to streamline all of that. At the moment, they can't do options, so we're, we're still sort of splitting it into two different areas. But um, hopefully, over time, we can bring the best of both worlds and have really good options as well as very good equities. That'll be interesting. That'd be good. Beautiful, yeah. guys. Well, thank you for dropping in today. Trudy, yes, open markets. Um, and um, Neil said, for a beginner, would you suggest just sticking to calls and puts? Um, oh, I would suggest uh, calls and puts are the easiest thing to start with, but probably the extension to calls and puts would be, say, uh, bear puts and bull calls. Um, but to... I guess probably the way that I look at it as for a beginner, and I know Ivan likes to look at the payoff diagrams. I like like to look at uh, a price matrix. Uh, if you want to understand, to me, if you want to understand any options trade, um, or what do you need to understand? Well, what happens when the share price goes up and goes down, and what happens when volatility changes? And so you can put any strategy up and play around with it through using the price matrix or the payoff diagrams and get a really good handle for the impact share price movement will have to the option that you're trading. Um, uh, you just need to be 
uh, I reckon the options game is a great way, and even just using our platform normally, using the um, the, the part of the, the, the platform that uh, you can um, paper trade with, uh, you know, just testing, getting filled on trades and the like um, gives you a feel for how it plays out in the market. That's probably the best advice I could give. I don't know if straight pulls and puts is always a, um, is the only way to start, but um, mm. you know, I, I think you're just, you're just spending some time and playing around um, and getting comfortable with the, with what each strategy does. I'd say that the other thing is is that if, if you're looking to there's actually you know in the education portal there is a video on long calls and long puts and um, there's some interesting analysis there that's worth watching which is which talks about uh, uh, it actually talks about um, uh, the different payoffs of in the money options versus at the money versus um, uh, out of the money and so one thing that if you're beginning and you're looking to trade real money um, and, you've, you know, and you want to express if you're using options, um, don't necessarily jump to what most beginning use, traders do and that's go for the cheapest option available because they think they're going to lose more. Um, you'll actually have a really bad experience with that more than likely because you know with options you definitely get what you pay for. So um, look at something that might be actually in the money. Um, you know, So if you're thinking uh, you're looking at CBA, for example, and it's trading at $60 and you think it's going to go up, well, you'll actually get a better result if you buy a $50 uh, call option. It's going to cost you more money, um, and unless you get it blatantly wrong, the time decay isn't going to be so vicious. Um, you'll end up, um, you're actually buying intrinsic value, really, um, and, and a bit of time value, and then, um, you know, and then you can, if you're right, you're, you're going you're gonna to get that um, go in your direction and if you're wrong you're not going to lose uh, the entire amount that you've put in but on top of that the best way to go and, and, and get started if you haven't traded before play with the options game um, with an implied volatility the simulator as well uh, which is exactly the same as the options game um, you know continue trading until you're comfortable and then trade small but trade frequently get into the habit of actually playing around with different options um, be diversified and try different strategies in the game or in the simulator, um, and then you'll you'll find um, you know once you're comfortable and, and you you understand what you're doing. One day, all traders that I've ever spoken to um, or ever read reports about, no matter you know whether they're major hedge fund managers or, or professional successful day traders, everyone gets to the point. There's about a, there's a point where first you feel like you're bulletproof and then you'll you'll blow up, and then you'll uh, go to through this point where you go, I just hate this and I don't and, and I don't get this, and at that point in time there's there's a thing there that everybody goes through when they persevere through that where they go understand okay I'm some you know, and one day it just clicks and everything comes together, and everyone's experienced that phenomenon everyone that I've spoken to with the Persevered. It's like a business, you know. You're not going to, you know. Pat always brings the example of a bakery. If you start opening up a bakery, and then you go, you know what? Um, my bread. I've never made bread before. My bread sucks. Um, you know, chances are in two years you can have better bread, or maybe you'll have a competitive advantage. My, my suggestion is don't open up a bakery until you can make bread. But you know, um, uh, with trading, it's the same. Practice until you, you're comfortable, and then trade real money, and then you'll really learn how to trade trade small and then trade just enough to make you 
um, worried just a little bit so that you know you're you're ahead of you, you put your brain into overdrive anyway that's a very long answer to a short question <laughs> I did like the last bit though that's really good advice um, uh, for people beginning out um, you know uh, if you want to one day trade say with a twenty thousand or a fifty thousand dollar bank um, start with uh, a five thousand dollar trading bank and prove that you're good enough to trade with a bigger bigger amount. Um, mm. And once you've proven you you are, uh, then step it up a little bit more, and then step it up a little bit more because the psychology behind the decisions that you make will be impacted by the implication of the money that you win or you lose. And um, you know, so, so so stage it in there. Uh, certainly, paper trading without money on the line is nothing like the real experience, um, but it is giving you, you know, it's like if you were, uh, you know, I don't know, um, kicking uh, a football through the goals at the local park on a Saturday, vastly different experience to grand final day uh, with a crowd of 50,000 people or 100,000 people cheering on uh, and, the start, you know, you slotting it through. It's a different experience in making that decision and that's probably not the best analogy, but it does change what you do and how you, how you move and how you make decisions. Yeah, it, it is. It is a very real one, though. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us again this week. We'll see you all next week, uh, Tuesday night. Uh, next week, I'm just locking in another speaker, but I've got a really interesting trader um, that hopefully can make it uh, next week. If it's not that person, there's another person that we've got. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, um, cryptic, cryptic, like always. But it will be, um, regardless, it will be a really good session. So next Tuesday we'll see you online if you're not in, get in there. All right, guys, have a wonderful week um, and good luck with your trading. For those of you that aren't on our platform, if you want to open an account, if you want to take a 30-day trial, type in yes into the chat box or on your way out during the survey and we'll get you sorted out there. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ivan. See ya. Thank you, mate.